Welcome to another episode of Military Transition Wellness. I'm your host, Michelle Seidling, and with me today is Jennifer Peavy. She is an innovator, a reflector, a processor, and she helps people prevent burnout, which can certainly take place whether you're still in the military and um, and beyond. Thinking about transitioning, if you've already transitioned, burnout, unfortunately, is a common thing. But Jennifer is here to put us all at ease and uh, help us to, to really grasp it and get some, some good, uh, good solution. This podcast is available on multiple platforms, including YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and others. Please be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform to be informed as new episodes become available. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please rate and review the podcast on your favorite platform. As always, check out our website at foodexperienceunplugged.com for some resources as you begin your health journey. So welcome, Jennifer, to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I know it's a, it's a huge topic among all sorts of areas that I'm really excited to be able to talk with the military. Oh, fantastic. Uh, will, will you take a moment to introduce yourself and why burnout, why the direction that you've chosen career-wise? Sure. Sure. I have a a varied background. Uh, My original career was in engineering. Um, I then moved into uh, innovation management, which was basically taking the engineering and trying to find the business side of things. And I was introduced to industrial design in the middle of that, which is more the people side on who is going to receive the parts of the technology or the products and that type of thing. And I ended up going into lockdown with the pandemic starting a freelancing business. And what I was trying to understand was, okay, I've got this varied background. What do I want to offer and how am I going to differentiate myself? And the thing is, I I enjoyed all of me and I felt like the the best work that I did was when I was able to bring the technical and the business and the the person side or the people side of things. And so I I created a structure during that time period where I was trying to figure out who I wanted to be because I was in a transition myself going from corporate America to this, this business on my own. I was trying to understand what was important to me and how I wanted to be able to do that. Part of it was I was leaving corporate burnout. And so I had to have a recovery time. And this, it was actually very beautiful to be able to have the lockdown, to have permission to give myself that time to try to figure those things out and recover from the burnout. Mm, Fantastic. Yes. And you highly promote reflection and introspection and Mm -hmm. understanding your feelings. So you were able to to overcome or at least understand your burnout? Part of it, um, and it's it's a growing thing. I can tell you that just last week, there was an aha moment for me. Um, I knew that part of my superpower was my intuition. So I knew that if I took the time to sit and reflect and think, that I would be able to see pieces go together. And it wasn't just for the sake of reflecting. It was for what was I going to do? Who was I going to, what services was I going to offer? What projects was I, were, were I going to take on? Um, what did I want to do about myself? Where were things going well? Where did I feel happy and healthy? And where was I feeling drained? You know, so therefore I knew what to do. So it wasn't just about the reflecting part of things. But what I find or what I found was I figured out where I was with burnout. Mm. And that I was able to give myself permission to rest because there is a moment um, in my research. Burnout is this idea of you are so exhausted that you literally want to distance yourself from everything. Mm. And there's low productivity. There's low energy. One thing that I added to that in my learning, though, was there's this 
lack of belief that anything is going to get better. And in a way, you just give up because you feel like no matter what I do, it's not going to fix things. So being able to understand that that's where I was, was able to help me understand something about, or at least look around, what do I need to do if this is where I am? So I got into a a great deal of self-care and was trying to understand how well am I sleeping or what could help me sleep better? How could I eat better? You know, what, what was the way of getting out of that area of burnout? Mm, Okay. So you were able to, to get into that. And then in terms that helped you to not only understand yourself and your own burnout, but to pay it forward and to help so many people. And, and that was, you know, I obviously I went into it a little more selfishly, as you say, I was trying to fix my own, but I created this structure. And despite the fact I was in the middle of lockdown and I'm alone, so it's me and my dog that you met earlier, you know, there, there was a lot of being alone. I am an introvert. So there was a certain amount of that that I could handle, but it was still an awful lot. And I was seeing you know, people over the video calls and that, that were very stressed out as well. But I was still finding, not all the time, but I was finding a sense of peace and joy in the middle of all of this. And I thought, well, let me see, since I was freelancing, if my structure was something that would be worthwhile to other people. So I started sharing it with some of my friends saying, you know, this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm having intentional times of reflection and I'm having intentional times of action and I'm fine. And I'm doing that in a cycle. So I'll try something out and I'll go back and reflect on it. And then I'll, I'll figure out what next action I want to take and I'll go back and reflect on it. And so I started sharing it thinking, well, maybe this is something I should do is have a workbook came across some friends that actually had produced books. And then they said, you know, you really need to do the book first. It did start out as something that was just about my journey. And I was writing stories about me and what I had learned during my journey. But as people were advising me, you know, all of us are unique and we all approach things differently. Now, the idea of spending time thinking and spending time doing is probably a common thing. But how you spend your time thinking and what you are working on can be very different. And so we wanted to expand the idea of developing your own personal process. And how would you transition either out of burnout or how would you maintain yourself out of burnout? So my book is more about encouraging people that it is possible and trying to identify where you are. And then what are some of the initial steps? And a lot of it is encouraging. Going back to my design days, it's encouraging trying something out seeing how it went, evaluate it, think about it, and then try something else again. Mm, fantastic. Now, to backtrack just a minute, sure. um, let's talk about burnout specifically. Does it affect different people differently? Or how are there some trends? And I don't, since we're talking about military transitioners or early veterans, you know, how does it, how may it affect uh someone in the the military or recently from the military? Well, and stress is a global pan or global epidemic. The World Health Organization says it is, it is a huge issue despite years and years and decades of work on it. I do think that how we get into burnout can vary how we get out of burnout. It's almost like you've gone down a road and you've got to turn around and go back on that road to get back to a point that you start from. And whatever road you've gone down, I think it can vary between people on what they have done and what they're going to have to go through to get back. So, for example, let's say that I was not eating well or I was not sleeping or whatever the things about self-care, there are habits that I get into. And then I've got to break those habits to get back out of it. So I think that is unique to individuals on, you know, where is it? It's not necessarily a bad thing, but if, if you want to improve or 
burnout can become a, a place where you become very negative. Going back to that, I don't believe. I don't believe that anything I do will make it better. And so that's one of those things is, is being able to change the way we think about things and trying to give ourselves space to hope. And it's part of the issue is it's a very long, hard process, which I've gotten to imagine. Now, I was not in the military, but I've got to imagine the military understand what hard work is. And they understand that everything doesn't happen with like a light switch, that that you you learn by steps or you gain by steps. So I think that's an advantage that people that have been through the military have is they understand that this is an uh, this is a journey and this is a long journey and that I just need to worry about the step today. Mm. One of the things that worked for me was that idea of I'm building a brick wall. And today is just about laying this one brick. And part of the idea for me of reflection is I'm actually taking a moment to stand away from the brick wall so I can see the whole brick wall. And then my action is when I'm getting down into laying that one brick. But the fact that I cycle back and forth, I have the action, I have the progress, but the reflection allows me to see, oh, the, the, it's being built and I can see the progress. And that was something that always gave me hope was, okay, not everything's done, not everything's perfect but I know I'm moving towards something. And I'm, and for me, it was moving towards something I wanted. So I was able to dream more and I was able to hope more. Okay. Now is burnout typically linked to self-care specifically, or are there other factors involved in burnout? I, I'm sure there are many, many factors. Um, but I, I found in my case was that as I was giving up or I, I was burned out or I only had so much energy so therefore, I was doing the minimal that it was necessary. So maybe I wouldn't necessarily cook a meal. It was like, oh, what would be the easiest thing to do? It might be easier to order something. And I wouldn't necessarily order something good. But I do. I don't know that you had it burnout linked to self-care. I think the self-care changes because of burnout. Okay. Another way I like to liken it is that um, reflection allows us, you know, we talked about earlier, where are we when it comes to burnout? But it allows us to continually check in and say, am I still there? Have I moved? I liken it. I live in the eastern U.S. And so I'm near the Appalachian Mountains. And I liken it to driving down a road. And we've got some roads that have some good switches on them. You know, if you're driving down the road, particularly if you've got a mountain on one side and a cliff off the other, you will look in the rearview mirror to see what's behind you. You'll look towards the signs. You'll pay attention to the, the lines on the road. In burnout, you may not be able to see all of that. And so one of the things that, that I had to do was slow down so that I could start noticing the signs because I felt like reflection kept me in my lane, kept me from anything dangerous happening. If I allowed the stress to take over, not maybe not to the point of burnout, I might end up off the road in burnout. Mm-hmm. But if I was in burnout, then the idea is how do I get back on the road and start driving again? Mm, I love that. And just really stepping back, like your what you said, the processes of reflection and then taking action accordingly. Yep. Um, yep. Fantastic. Now, you mentioned um, nature in, in a yeah. lot of this as, as maybe a, a factor or a solution in burnout. Will you tell us a little bit about that? Well, part of what I did is I, you know, I had this engineering and this innovation management and this design, and they each have their own process. And sometimes they're, um, they don't combine very well. 
In fact, if you if you meet people who have these different skill sets, they generally will not work together just because their process is so different. So when I was trying to figure out what was I going to offer, I was also trying to figure out what my process was based upon all these three, because if I offered one area, well, then I need to offer that process. Well, I wanted to offer all three. So I felt like I needed a new process. To do that, I felt like I needed to do something I had never done before so that I could look at it with new eyes. And I turned to nature to say, how does nature rest and when, and how does nature act? So something very simple is with the seasons. And maybe what, one of the examples I give is like an apple tree. You know, the fact that we're going into winter right now and the leaves have fallen off the trees, you know, obviously the trees are going into a dormant state because they're, you know, it's going to be too cold for them soon, at least where I am. But then when the spring comes and things starts warming up, well, then the trees will start budding, you know, sap will flow and they'll start budding and then attract the bees so that it will pollinate and bear fruit. Well, then it gets hotter and the growth of the fruit accelerates until we start cooling off again and then it ripens and then it starts pulling back again and letting the leaves go. And then we go back into the dormancy again. Now, the, the big thing with the apple tree too is it has to get so cold that the hormone, the are hormones that create the dormancy, but it has to get a certain temperature, it's got to get cold enough to actually break those chemicals up because otherwise the, the tree will not bud the next spring. So it's this idea of there are time, this time of rest, this time of dormancy, but it has to get so cold that some of the trash gets thrown away. And then there will be a time where we will try things out to have new growth. And then there'll be a time of acceleration, a time of harvesting what had happened. And then a time of, of, of either sharing it or letting go and then resting again. And that kind of cycle, now granted, that's on a year, we could put that on different time scales, like we could do it with a month or we could do it with a day. But that helped me at least say, there are going to be times where I do this hard rest, you know, and this is what I'm trying to do in December. And can you imagine what the holidays, it's, I'm battling with it right now is I feel like oh, I'm supposed to be resting, but yet here comes the holidays and I don't have all my gifts ready. And I keep reminding myself of that I need to start shedding and letting go because I know next year is, is a year that I have big dreams and I want to make sure I have the energy for those big dreams. Not that the holidays aren't important, but I don't want to get myself so burned out during the holidays that I, that I can't engage with my dreams next year. Mm, I love that. I love just kind of being in tune. So that dormancy is mm -hmm. necessary. It sounds like to avoid burnout or prevent it or. We could say that that was part of what I was using nature for was a source of inspiration. And nature has these times where it will stop or it will rest in whatever the cycle is. And, and in this case with the, with the seasons. And so I would take these metaphors and look for which ones resonated with me. And this one with the light and the, and the cold and the door that resting and the action really resonated with me. Part of the book is I introduce other cycles or other uh, examples in nature, hoping people will find what resonates with them. Um, there's another one with how the um, how trees, how the roots grow, and it will actually send out chemicals to look for nourishment. Mm. And if they don't find the calcium in that same direction, then they will grow in another direction. So I think whether it is the dormancy and rest, there needs to be a time where we evaluate where we are and where we're going and make sure we want to go in that direction. And I believe if we do that, then we're more likely to change direction to where we are nourished or where the energy is. And those types of little nudges 
are what keep us out of burnout, kind of like keeping in the lanes on the road. It's a lot of little adjustments that keep us from burnout. It's not a huge light switch that gets turned on and off. Mm, Okay, very interesting with that whole dormancy. Do you have some examples of, I know you've, of course, with your own reflection and and so forth, but others with whom you may have worked uh, of this um, reflection, the prevention, preferably of burnout, or maybe people come to you and they're already burned out. (laughs) Right. Um, So some of it is a lot around, um, again, that idea of where am I? What do I want to do? I think the biggest thing I see from people is they aren't sure what they want. They they have um, set up a system or set up their lives in such a way that they they feel this is the way it is. And it may have been what they were taught or told. And it's kind of like what my paradigm shift was. I had to work in corporate. I had to have this particular job. And this was the only way I was going to care for myself. And I had to shift to this idea that I could take care of myself. And I have a lot of people that that will tell me about the busyness that's going on in their life and, and how frustrated they are that all of these things are going on. And I'll say, you know, you have a choice. And they'll look at me and say, no, I don't. And they literally argue with me. They don't have a choice. And I think that's one of the things that I, I, I try to work with people is saying, you do have the choice. I'm not saying you can't be busy. It just didn't work for me. Or there's a level of busyness that didn't work for me. And when I reached that level, that's when I became burnout. Somebody else may have a higher threshold than I do or a lower threshold than I do. That's part of what the reflection does is allow us to determine what the limits are in that. Um, it's very interesting, though, how many people do not feel that they have a choice. And I think that's a lot of what I do is I try to show them that they do have choices. The problem is sometimes I can't say that directly. So you kind of do have to do it sometimes through metaphors and through ideas um, to help them see that there are other possibilities. Or I may see something, a picture that's much larger, but then I have to figure out what they can see with their particular um, idea or what's going on. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's it's a matter of they just can't see it. So that's what I'm trying to help them with. Okay. Now, are there different strategies, whether you're trying to prevent burnout versus if you are in the throes of burnout currently, and you're just trying to get out uh, of that situation? What I found personally, what, what I have found with other people, uh, the idea of, for me, preventing burnout is I need to have a practice or a regimen. And those are those little nudges of staying in the lane. So for me, I start the day um, every day the same way. And I have, um, um, I figure out exactly what's the first thing I'm going to drink. And it's, it's a great big glass of water. I let my puppy out, let the dog out, that type of thing. But then there are four things that I do. I check in with my dog. You know, there's a kind of uh, an interaction with somebody. I do check in with the divine, whatever um, anybody wants to define that as, but just saying that I do believe that there's a power larger than me. Then I check in with my emotional and mental self and I'll, I'll see what is my energy level. And I'll think about that and I'll actually assign a number to it and I'll write that down. And the, the reason I want that, it's not so much that the data is important, but it helps me understand when there may have been an increase or a decrease in my energy level. And if there's been a dramatic one, I want to know why, because if I'm feeling particularly good, I'd like to repeat that again. Or, you know, if I'm feeling particularly bad, I'd like to understand why that happened. And if there's a way for me to prevent it in the future, I'll then go through and and identify something I'm grateful for, because that's a, that's a positive thought that helps, helps me with my um, mental health. 
And then I will think about something that I'm either uncomfortable with or something that I'm scared about. So I had a big meeting today with one of my clients and I was a little bit nervous about it because it's been six weeks since we've met. And since we haven't talked a lot, I was a little hesitant. I wasn't really sure. I was unsure. I wouldn't say scared, but I was unsure. So I gave myself a a positive statement. I said, this meeting is going to go well. And then therefore I'm going to go into it positively. And then the last thing, and it's, I label it as a desire, but it's about what do I need today to nourish me? And so um, one of the big things that keeps coming up, and that could be, it could be something that you eat. It could be something that you consume. But recently I've been watching Designated Survivor on Netflix and it's a very intense show. And so what I've decided that I need right now is laughter. So I'm trying to find whatever I could watch that would be more childlike or, or something that I could laugh at a whole lot more because I think that's that's good as part of it. So that is how, what I'm doing to help me maintain. But if there's a time where my energy has dropped a great deal and, and I actually put a number to it, if I drop below 50%, then that tells me I'm, I'm getting in trouble, that there's something going on. I may not be fully burnout at this point, but I know if I stay below 50 for a long period, I'm going to hit burnout. And that tells me that I need to baby myself. I need to think about is get down to the fundamentals and the basics. And that would be, am I getting enough water? Am I eating? Did I go outside? Did I exercise? Um, what am I consuming when I watch television? Are they positive things or are they the really negative things? So I may just, you know, get rid of designated survivor and I'll start, you know, only watching very, very positive things. Um, I may think about uh, how I'm interacting with other people and who helps my energy and who doesn't. Um, and then if I'm fully in burnout, that's just, that's just more intense on the self-care. It's more of a sliding scale on what I'm doing. And I may find baby steps in progress that I need to have that'll help me see that I'm actually on the road to recovery. Mm, interesting. I love that. I just love your processes, just kind of keeping yourself in tune or yeah. and, and reflecting. I can, as you spoke, I could really see that, that balance that you've talked about of reflection and action. Cool. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, do you have any, um, besides your own story, of course, um, any kind of success stories of people who have really managed their their burnout, whether preventing or when they, they come to you and, and they, they've experienced quite a lot of burnout? Yeah, I, I do have one good story, um, a particularly good story. It was a friend of mine that was actually in school in the College of Design and was getting her doctorate. And there was a particular class that she was taking that allowed her to learn certain skills for her dissertation. And and what the skills were was how to observe other people in situations. And what they were asked to do was to find a group of people like themselves. So therefore, they could could have the experience and they could also observe the experience. Mm -hmm. She had just lost her husband two months earlier. So she was a young widow. Um, I think she was probably 32 at the time. And she chose to go to a, a... support group of grieving young widows. And so therefore she would go and she would be able to share, but then she would be able to observe all of the other women that were involved in this group. My friend is a rather rational person. And so this idea of sharing her feelings was not something that naturally came to her, which may have been one reason she wanted to do this because it was for class. She was able to be observant, but it also, she felt like would be something that would help her. And she got into the support group and of course she's sharing what's going on. And there would be things like um, she had gotten to the point that she would stand at an ATM and could not remember her four digit code that she's had for 20 years. She just literally, it, it, it would not come to her. 
Or there would be the time that she got home and she had forgotten to go pick up her kids at school. And part of what would happen was if she would beat herself up for these things, like somehow she was a failure because she couldn't remember the ATM code or she had forgotten her kids. And she was sharing this with the support group and, and they were very supportive and they would tell, talk to her about it and, and tell her, you know, this, these are the things that happen. But then as soon as the next person would start, she would have to turn off the emotions and then she would have to pay attention to what they were saying. And as they went around the room, she started realizing that grief was a process. She could see that here was somebody that may have been, I wouldn't say behind, but she knew where they were because she had been there before. But then she saw these other women who seemed to be coming out of grief. Mm. So she started taking notes about this entire idea. Well, what did those women do? And she could see that they had opened themselves up to a new experience of some sort. Either they had chosen to date again, which didn't mean they necessarily were going to get married again, but they at least had opened themselves up to that relationship. Or maybe they started a business or they started a new hobby, but they started something new in their life to give themselves hope that there was a life after they had lost their spouse. And what she learned from all of that was the fact that it was a step-by-step process and that she was the one who was going to get herself out of it, that she was the one who had to take the steps. She had to become brave enough to actually put together a dating profile you know, instead of sitting at home and saying, oh, I hope she did it. And hers was specific to grief. But I do think that's part of what burnout is, is that, you know, we have opened ourselves up to trusting something. It might be, um, you know, whatever happened in the military, it might be whatever happened in corporate America, we have trusted to be part of that system. And something happened that didn't allow us to be part of it. It, it was too much. You know, we had trusted them to take care that we would have the right amount of work or the right amount of whatever it is. And there was too much, too much stress. And we lost trust in it. And I think there's a certain amount of grieving that happens that we have to take the time, almost like what she did with grieving. It's just a different type of grieving. And then also the fact that we are the ones that pull ourselves out of it. And then lastly, that it is a there that we're opening ourselves up to a new experience that there is something after burnout for us. I love that. Just that degree of hope and that degree of moving on or moving forward with your life. Right. Right. And and I think part of that is choosing that you are, you are worthy of it. Sometimes in burnout, we, we don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. Or at least I didn't, that there's some moment where you, you decide that you're worthy of moving on or worthy of living. Maybe moving on is not exactly, but you're worthy of being happy. Excellent. And that's, you know, so, so prevalent with, you know, those transitioning from the military, they're moving from, you know, one way of life to another way of life and may have various degrees of burnout along the way, unfortunately. And I, I would think there is the same thing of taking it in steps and, and being able to see the wall being built and know that it isn't going to happen all at once. Um, I again go back to, I think the, the military going into the military, my impression is it's a lot of work and there's a lot that goes on to be able to be a member of the military and to have a career in the military. So I, I feel like people have an advantage of knowing that it, it doesn't happen all at once. So sure. they trust themselves enough to know I, I have built myself to this point. Mm, excellent point. Now on that note, what are some steps that, that transitioners can take regardless of whether they're 
in the in the middle of a burnout or on the way or hopefully yeah. preventing some burnout. And I think if if they don't already have a, a practice, I got to imagine they have some sort of practice. Um, what you know, what what do you do when you first get up in the morning? I think it's good to have a space, a regular space where you're able to check in. And it's just like when you check in with family members. How was your day today? You know, we don't always check in with ourselves. I think a second thing that's really good is to be able to um, encourage ourselves and be able to make choices based upon what we really want. Um, For me, I spent a lot of time in my head. So a lot of logical, rational thinking. So part of my slowing down was to listen to my gut and to be able to understand how did I feel about the choices that were before me? Am I happy with any of them? You know, sometimes I just accepted these were the choices you need to pick one, suck it up, pick one of them, you know, that type of thing. But I gave myself permission during, during the lockdown was just, just, is to honestly say, do I like the choices before me? And I, and that, that was how I began it. But there's a bigger thing now about just being honest with yourself. Mm-hmm. There are many times with my journal is that was one of the things I put down is I, I commit to being brutally honest with myself. Once you have the truth, you can make all sorts of decisions. It doesn't tell you have to do anything about it or do anything about it at that point. It might be that you're that you're just acknowledging that that truth exists before you do anything. That can be just a step, and that's an enormous step. Um, but I think I think those are three really big things. It's just that practice and checking in with your gut and being honest or being committed to being honest with yourself. Mm, I love that. Excellent points. Oh my goodness. And then. And of course, you have nature. You can just sprinkle in nature, I guess. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I did do that is trying to figure out what resonates. Um, you know, are there patterns out there? I, With my engineering background, I love the science. It may not be something that everybody's into, but, you know, we interact with it so much. I found that when I connected with nature, it was outside of me. And so therefore, I didn't get into my own little thinking, I was able to connect with something outside of myself. And that that helped that gave me a great deal of hope to feel like I belong to something bigger than me. Mm, Okay, fantastic. Now, as we wrap up, are there any, um, I guess, words of advice or something that you can offer for, for those transitioning from military service as they embark on this new journey of theirs? Absolutely. And I think however it is that you can mark what you're doing, because the baby steps are hard to see. And if there's some way of marking that you can see your progress and claim progress, that always helps a great deal on knowing that you're getting somewhere with it and giving you that hope to keep going. Because some days it's harder than others. You know, when that energy level number went down, it's hard to keep going sometimes. And if you know that that wall is being built and you can just focus on that one brick, it's a small manageable bite. At least for me, that was always a problem as I was always taking on too much. The other thing that I've really found, at least for me, was celebrating those successes along the way. You know, that whole that whole wall's not built. And yes, I'll have a big party when it's completely built. But, you know, I don't know that it ever will be completely and 100% built. But when a section is done, it's worthy of celebrating. Sometimes it's just worthy of celebrating that one brick. And it was something I was not very good at. But I think it, I think it's something that we need to do for ourselves is to also celebrate the moments, even for just showing up. Mm, excellent point. I love love the celebration as well mm-hmm. as the you know working hard to to yeah. overcome the burnout. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, Jennifer, how can people get in contact with you? And will you tell us a little bit about your book that you mentioned? 
Sure. Um, now, I have a website, so jenniferpeavy.com, and it is P-E-A-V-E-Y. Um, I also uh, have a social media handle that's jennifer.theblacklab, so that's Instagram and Facebook. You can easily find me there. Um, my book is, again, about uh, this process of developing or encouraging people to develop their own personal process, and we go through uh, a section on how did we get here with this cult of action and burnout, um, and why in the world should we even want to do this? Um, developing our own process. And it goes back to what we've talked about this entire time is how, how do we keep ourselves healthy? How do we keep ourselves happy? And then there's a section about looking to nature for inspiration on that. And how can we glean some of those metaphors from nature? And then finally, another section on how to apply it. And it's, it's basically uh, this idea of try something out, take a small step, take a moment to reflect on whether it worked or not. What did you like and what you didn't like? And then try another step. Mm. Okay, fantastic. Well, we will include all of that in the show notes. Jennifer, it's been a pleasure having you here on the podcast today. Thank you so much for all that you do to help so many people with burnout. Thank you. It's been wonderful to be here and just encourage everybody to keep going. 